The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. By tomorrow, I will rule the world! You think he's gone? He's not gone! That's the whole point! He's never gone! Is this some radical new therapy? You see? Well, I must have not been paying attention When you were just talking to me Do you think that you could repeat the question? I'm all excited about today's show, but I've got no energy. The energy just got sapped out of me this morning. Alrighty. I guess we'll start the show. Should we start the show? Alright. Thank you for the coffee, by the way. I desperately needed that today. I'm good at it. I'd say it's my first coffee of the morning, but it's actually my second, because I only got up 20 minutes ago, so. Hi, how you guys doing? My name's Tom Duggan, here with the Paying Attention Podcast. Hi, atop Two Guys Smoke Shop at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. We've got a couple of things to talk about today. Um, I want to I th- uh, I wanna, I wanna thank our sponsors before we start the show. Uh, McLennan Real Estate Century 21. I keep saying I'm going to get mad on the show. I will call him today. Got a bunch of calls to make, and he's one of them. AFC Urgent Care in Methuen and in North Andover. Uh, I have to tell you, there's another urgent care that moved into the area, another like uh, uh, chain um, urgent care type thing, walk-in type thing. Uh, go to AFC Urgent Care. I, I, I actually went to the other place. I'm not going to say their name because I'm not going to badmouth another business because we love any business that wants to come to the Merrimack Valley. But I went in there with my Valley Patriots and asked if I could leave them there. And they said yes. And then as I was leaving, somebody came out and said, yeah, maybe you shouldn't. And I was like, well, you know what? That's one of the reasons why we stick with AFC Urgent Care because we don't have that problem. Uh, EIS Investigation and Gun Training. They also do security. So if you need security for your business or you got a political event coming up, or you, you have uh, something going on where you need like personal security for something of somebody, give EIS Gun Training and Investigation a call. Borelli's Deli, where I'm going after the show. I didn't go last week, and I suffered for it all weekend. I didn't have my hot sausages. And at least three times, you know, you open the fridge, and then you close it, and then you forget what's in this. So you open it, and you look at it again. I must have done that four times looking for the sausage before Aww. I went, oh, damn, I forgot to go buy Borelli's on Thursday. So that's on me. And I am going to talk to Don Smirglio about doing a live, um, like, two-minute thing with him every week about uh, having him just come on, like, Skype in just for two minutes to talk about whatever their special is of the week. Because we want to get them as much business as we can. He's a very loyal guy. And um, a couple, couple of times um, he had a, a, people giving him crap about sponsoring the show, and he stuck with us anyway, so we want to do everything we can to get him business. Uh, Tomo and Shaken Seafood. It used to be Happy Crab. Now it's Shaken Seafood. We were there last night. 
had a little bit to drink. We had a few appetizers. Then we went across the street to Tomo because really, if you're going to have dinner, Tomo's the place to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clear Path for Veterans New England. We gave a check to, for $740 from our bash raffle. Uh, we finally hooked up with uh, Jason and Randy yesterday and gave them a check for $740 for Clear Path uh, for Veterans New England. That didn't come from me. Don't thank me. That came from all the people that came to the bash and bought raffle tickets. Um, and that $740, I said to him, I wish it could be more. He said, no, Tom, you have no idea how much we can stretch this when we're helping veterans. So, uh, so thank you to everybody that came to the bash and bought raffle tickets. Uh, Lazy River Products in Drakeit, which I will be at this weekend. I've got it scheduled on my, uh, it's on my schedule for Saturday. And uh, a free shout out to Sebastian House of Toys in Haverhill, who's supposed to be coming in this month, but I think he's holding back one month. He's going to come in next month. So we'll give him a free uh a free shout out there. So we've got a couple of things to talk about today. I want to um, I want to thank the Lawrence City Council. Boy, what a difference. You watch the Methuen City Council's City Council meetings and it's just infighting and insulting and yelling at each other and talking over each other. It's a total circus. And then you go to a Lawrence City for all of the bad publicity that Lawrence gets and for all the bad reputation that Lawrence has. Some of it deserved, some of it not. You go to a Lawrence City Council meeting, we've sat now in the last month, we've sat through at least three city council meetings and at least two or three city council subcommittee meetings. And I don't mean watching it on TV or on the internet. I mean being there. What a world of difference. Like, seriously, they're all professional. Now, some council members don't like the mayor. Not one of them got up there and insulted him. Not one of them questioned his motives. Not one of them got up there and accused him of lying. Not one of them said that his numbers were wrong in his budget. Not one of them accused him of lack of transparency. Not one. In Lawrence, when they have a problem, when there's a dispute between politicians, and it's not always been this way, but over the last four or five years, it's become this way in Lawrence. As Lawrence is progressing, as the development of Lawrence is increasing, as crime is decreasing, as Lawrence is starting to thrive again, Lawrence's politicians are tightening the reins on the inside And they're working together. They're working with each other, even the people who don't like each other. And that says an awful lot for Lawrence. It also says an awful lot for Methuen. Because Methuen is the city that should be working together. Methuen is the city where whether Steve Saber and the mayor like each other or not, whether whether Mike Samad and the mayor like each other or not, whether they're mad at each other or not, when they're in public, they ought to be showing each other the utmost respect. And they ought to be showing... Fellow counselors, the utmost respect. And this is now, I think, maybe the 10th time I've come in here with video clips. I'm going to go through all of these today. And I'm going to try and, I'm going to try and squeeze every single one of these in because it, it's, it's so good. You guys are going to love it. I watched the Methuen City Council meeting on Monday. And it was a total circus. It was a total shit show. And then the following night, we went to the Lawrence City Council meeting and it was wonderful. It was everybody was respectful. Everybody was everybody was working together. I saw two councils that I know for sure don't even speak to each other outside city council chambers. I saw those two councilors go off to the side and negotiate something that they were going to be voting on that night. One council and I heard them talk. One council was saying, "I'm never going to vote for this, no matter what you say." And then the two of them went into the corner and they talked about some things and they came back. And someone made a motion, and the guy who said he'd never vote for it seconded the motion and congratulated the first counselor for coming up with a compromise. That never happens in Methuen, ever. 
Like, I can't remember the last time I saw that in Methuen. So what's going on in Methuen now? You know, I was told that a year ago that uh, Mike Samad and Jim McCarty went to the mayor, and I, I, I got this absolutely 100% true, and said, if you don't stop spending money with Duggan, we're not going to approve your budget. If, if only you stop going on Duggan's show, there'd be no conflict between the mayor's office and the city council. It's going to be rainbows and unicorns. Just stop doing Duggan's show. Everyone's going to love each other. We're going to tongue kiss after the meeting. We're going to sing kumbaya. We're going to get our, our lighters. We're going to do this. It's going to be wonderful, just like in the old days. So, of course, the mayor acquiesced. And the mayor stopped coming on the show. And the mayor stopped talking to us. And he stopped sending in a column to the Valley Patriot, which, by the way, doesn't hurt me. I filled the space. Lawrence Mayor Brian DePena gets that space for free now to talk about what he wants to talk about. But he threw me under the bus because that's the kind of guy Neil Perry apparently turned out to be. And here we are a year later, almost a year later. We're about a year later, I would say. And there's more infighting between the mayor and the city council than there's ever been before. There's actually more infighting between the city council and the mayor than there was when Jujuga was mayor, and that says a lot. And if you don't believe me, all those meetings are up online. You can go on the Methuen City Council website, or actually I think it's the Methuen Cable Access website, and all of those meetings are still up. Um, The mayor is sick. That's an understatement. I think everybody's understatementing this, if that's a word. He has some serious health issues. And I read for the first time, because they don't send me press releases anymore. Apparently, they don't consider the Valley Patriot real news. Um, So I had to go online and see the press release on the City of Methuen website, which talked about some bullshit about his hand, and they had to graft his hand, and uh, he's been out for for, for a little while. And he's been working remotely from the hospital, and he's been working remotely from home, and he hasn't been into the office, I guess, for about a month or so. So there are certain city councilors that are like, I forget, uh, what, was, what was it Jessica said? She said, she, she mentioned a certain city council, but there's a couple of others too. She said, um, there's one city council that's hovering over the mayor's office, just waiting, just waiting to take his place. That's true. There's a couple of councilors that are looking to kick Neil Perry on his way out the door. As I predicted, they would. I remember sitting here in this show and saying to Neil Perry, these guys are not your friends. The minute you jettison me, the minute you push me aside, you'll have nobody to defend you, and these guys are going to clobber the crap out of you. And that was a chance he was willing to take. Well, now he's suffering for it. And quite frankly, I don't feel bad for him even a little bit. I'm going to take his side today because he happens to be right on the issue. But please don't misunderstand that to think that like I'm, 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 I'm being uh, nice to Neil Perry now, or that, like, that we've smoothed anything over because... Once you've lost your integrity with me, I'm done. But he happens to be right. And the circus that ensued, I think this conversation could have happened. I I, I kept thinking, if this conversation that I'm about to play you happened, in Lawrence, it would have been very, very different. It would have been very different. There wouldn't have been the talking over each other. There wouldn't have been the accusations. There wouldn't have been the acrimony. They would have said what they had to say. They would have said it calmly. They would have said it respectfully. They would have taken a vote, and they would have moved on. And that's a kudos to Estella Reyes, the vice chairman of the city council in Lawrence, and Michael Plant, the council president. And um, 
after watching that meeting, I just I said, you know what? I had a whole other thing planned for Thursday's show. Now we got to talk about this. So our first, so this is this is the issue. The issue is the city council has decided that you know Neil Perry's not feeling good. He's got this very serious health condition. You know, we we want that job. And there's a provision in the charter that says that if the mayor, for three successive business days, is unable to come into the office and is unable to do the job perform his job duties, that he's to hand the reins over to a city councilor to be acting mayor while he's unable to do his job. So, of course, DJ Beauregard desperately wants to be mayor, desperately wants to be mayor. And, you know, good, good for him. I mean, we all have to have ambitions, and that's a pretty good ambition. And he has positioned himself perfectly. He's now the council president. He's like 12 years old, but he's the council president. And every time I see it, because I remember him, I remember him when he was an aide for Bill Manzi. So I still see him as that like 16-year-old kid that was, a, that was a, uh, an intern for former Mayor Bill Manzi. And he worked on uh, Kathleen Corey Rami's um, campaign for mayor, I think that year or the year after. He wants to be mayor desperately. Jim McCarty wants to be mayor desperately. Steve Saber wants to be mayor desperately. In fact, here's my prediction. By the way, we should hashtag prediction anytime I make a prediction on the show so I can go back and find it when it happens. Because I was looking for a few the other day and I couldn't find it. And I'm like, I know I predicted that on the show. Here's my prediction. My prediction is if Neil Perry finishes his term, which I think is very doubtful, but if he finishes his term, the next, next year you're going to have a mayor's race. It's going to be DJ Beauregard versus Steve Saber. Boy, who the hell do you pick in that one? I don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> what do you do there? I'm hoping Ronnie Marsan gets into the race, but I don't know if he's going to get in. Every time I think he's just about to jump into a race, he ends up not jumping in. All right, so I've already burned way too much time on the show, so let's start playing you some clips. So our first clip, so so there's a a measure now this Monday night before the city council to a point, and we all knew this was going to happen before they even had the meeting because the majority wants Dave Beauregard because he's an insider and he's going to protect the insiders and he's the inside guy. And he's positioned himself perfectly. He's a very smart kid. And um, so they put an item on the agenda to appoint him as acting mayor in the event that the mayor cannot fulfill his obligations for three business days. And when this, when this conversation happens, Steve Saber, as he always does, even when he's right, he's lying. Even when he's right, because in a way, he's right about what he's saying that the city council should appoint somebody temporarily before a mayor leaves or before a mayor can't perform their duties so that, you know, that the continuity of government continues, so that there's somebody waiting in the wings, right? And then he, but then he lies about it. He says, no, no, no. The city council, the city charter doesn't say that if the mayor doesn't come in for, 30, for three successive days and can't perform his job, can't perform his do, job duties, he wants to forget the second part. Because he wants to push the mayor out. He wanted to take a vote Wednesday night to push the mayor out. That's what he wanted. That's what he wanted, and that's what a couple of other councils wanted. But they didn't have the votes. I shouldn't have, shouldn't have, I shouldn't have tipped them off as to, as to the vote. All right? So here is um, – uh, we're going to start off with Jessica Finicaro because she sees exactly what's going on. And I just wish if she could only say it in 37 less paragraphs, it would be so much more effective – like, instead of taking 37 paragraphs to say one sentence or two sentences, because it's so hard to cut these clips with her, they just they last so long because she's so nice about it. Even when she's rapping you, she's being polite about it. 
And she's actually the one person that I would say that does not engage in the circus-like atmosphere. Here's Jessica Finnecaro. Here's what she thinks about all this. In fairness to the mayor, while we don't always agree on um, a variety of things, I have heard mostly good things about his ability to work remotely, uh, though the charter does not currently give that leeway. Um, it could be changed if there was an interest, but it has not. So to me, this uh, vote is um, highly charged and has been something that we have not done for many years. And uh, having it be done now while we're having the conversation uh, of uh, who exactly is in the office of the mayor currently to me is of concern. And it's of further concern, um, especially given that this is being treated as a regular uh, course uh, when it actually isn't and hasn't been uh, at least the entire time that I've been a counselor, which is uh, five years to date. So Jessica called him out. She, she was just too nice about it. So, so it's hard to do a, a soundbite, right? It's hard, to, it's hard to grasp what she's really saying because she talks so much and she talks so long. But she's not wrong. She says this is political, and it is political. We all know that it's political. Anybody who follows Bethune politics even a little bit knows that it's political. There's three councils who desperately want to kick Neil Perry out to the curb and take his spot. And by the way, those same counselors that want to kick Neil Perry to the curb and take his spot are the same people who were telling him I was the problem. The same people, Neil, uh, uh, Steve Saber, Jim McCarty, Mike Samad, the same people who said, Duggan's the problem, Mayor. And you know what? To Neil Perry, if he's watching, and I, and I hope that he is, I told you at the time that the reason that they were attacking me was because I was defending you. And they needed to neutralize me and get me out of the way so that when they went on their full frontal attacks on you, whenever that was going to be, that I wouldn't be there to help. Well, guess what? I'm here to help anyway because right is right. And Neil, and Neil Perry's right about this. He's been sick. He's been out. But I've talked to a number of people in City Hall. He is doing an amazing job. He's doing the job of the mayor. He's in contact with his department heads. He's in contact with people in City Hall. He's doing things via, he's holding meetings via Zoom, even from the hospital. So I'm going to defend him because he's right. But I find it really amusing along the way because I was told none of this was going to happen if he, if he just threw me under the bus. Let the bus drive over Duggan four or five times and we'll be happy, mayor. We'll all be, we'll all be best friends again. So I don't want to make it about me, but I do find it very entertaining. I watched that meeting twice in a row from beginning to end and just giggled my ass off through the entire thing. Because had we still been friends, had we still been talking, probably could have helped him out a little bit more before it happened. And that's what I tried to do. When, when, we, when he was here and we were working together, I would see things coming because I've been doing this for 30-something years and he's been doing it all of two. And I would see something coming and I would say to him, listen, let me do this and it'll stop you from having a problem two weeks from now at a council meeting. No, 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 Tom. There's no us versus them, Tom. Remember that? There's no us versus them. Well, you watch this and you tell me if there's any, any us versus them. Uh, the next clip is Jessica and she's explaining why she's voting no. Further to those of you who know about uh, old school 
Methuen politics. Um, I believe those engines are revving as well. I believe that we need to focus on all aspects of our charter, not just take certain parts that we are not fulfilling, do those, and not do the others. Um, so my concern is that we are not doing that. I am uh, both morally and legally opposed to the manner and process of this vote, and uh, we'll be voting no. And, and here's the concern. The concern is, if this passes, which it did, what's to stop the city council from just saying randomly on Monday, uh, we don't think the mayor's doing the job. He says he's doing it. We don't believe him. We're voting to make DJ Borgard acting mayor. There's nothing to stop them from doing that. And that was her objection. That this wasn't just a backup plan just in case. This was an, this was a, an overt, fr- full frontal attack on Neil Perry. And by the way, he's, he's naive, but he's not dumb. He sees what's going on. And so I'm sitting there, and after she spoke, I knew Mike Samad was going to speak next. And again, Mike Samad's the guy that told him, stop spending money with Duggan. Mike Samad's the guy that threw me under the bus, made, negotiated a deal and used me as a pawn, right? Went, went to the mayor and said, stop doing Duggan's show. We're all going to get along together. We're going to be friends, mayor. Well, you listen to this clip of Mike Samad, you tell me if it sounds like they're friends. Yeah, so I agree with my counselor. I care a great deal about our mayor, and I think more people are worried about his ego of having to admit that he might need a temporary mayor than his actual health. I wish more people worried about his health because, to me, it appears serious. So I think it's incumbent upon us to do our job as legislators and, um, and do what we're supposed to do and not have a knee-jerk vote because we need it when we need it. But it's not an act of Congress. It's normal course of business for a legislator or legislators to uphold the charter, which is what we're doing. So I think we have to do that in, in case it's needed, and, and, and I hope it isn't. But I think that we keep interpreting things to to fit the narrative when we should be just, there should be no gray area when it comes to the charter. And um, I, for one, have never been briefed on the status of the mayor's health. I'm not in the know. And there's several councils here that, that aren't in the know. Should have called Again, me. When I asked, I don't know what the truth is sometimes because I'm not going to the source. And again, it's a very private matter. But I know we have to do our job as legislators and we have to be prepared in the event we need it. And I I wish the mayor well. And I wish more people would worry about his health than his ego. That's all I have to say. Thank you. Now, Now, here's what he really was saying. And Neil was smart enough to pick up on this. He wasn't saying he wishes other people would care more about his health than his ego. He was talking about Neil caring more about his health than his ego. That's what he was saying, and Neil was smart enough to pick up on it. And, you know, this is what I call the deceptive language of politics. When politicians are saying one thing, and they want the public to look at the exact words so that they've got wiggle room later on to deny it, while they're really slapping somebody in the face. And that's what he was doing. He was slapping Neil in the face, which is amazing, because I thought they were going to be best friends. I thought they were going to be at each other's house having dinner and smoking cigars every night after I was out of the picture. I thought everyone was going to get along. And here he is attacking the mayor's ego. Now, in fairness to Mike Samard, the mayor's ego is freaking huge. He does have a huge ego. But I don't think that's what's at play here. I don't think it is at all. Because when I talk to people, and I still do talk to people who work in the mayor's office and out of City Hall, they still do talk to me, although they'd never be seen talking to me in public, but they, do, they still call. 
They said they were amazed at how much work he's been able to get done. I know the mayor said at, at, during his uh, little speech here uh, that, that the nurses were amazed at how much work he got done. I think everybody in City Hall was amazed at some of the meetings that he pulled off and some of the, some of the things that he negotiated and some of the things that he did that, and is doing while he's not in City Hall. So I guess the real question here, as we go forward, is can a mayor, any mayor, not just in Methuen, but we're focusing on Methuen today, can a mayor do their job remotely? I would say yes. I would say you don't really need to be in City Hall every day. In fact, I would say being in City Hall every day is an impediment to getting things done. I've been in the mayor's office in Methuen, not in Neil Perry's office, not, not while he was mayor, but I've been in the mayor's office in Methuen under other mayors, and hung, I hung out with Steve Zani for two straight days in his office before he left. I wanted to chronicle his last days, and by the way, I videotaped all of that, some of which, if there's a trial coming up soon, may be used, because I've been asked, and I'm happy to turn them over, and not against uh, uh, Steve Zani either, but I'm, 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 being, uh, I'm being vague for a reason. I've been in the mayor's office a million times. I've been in the mayor's office in Lawrence a million times during the day while stuff's getting on. It's impossible sometimes for these guys to get anything done because while they're trying to negotiate a contract, while they're doing a a conference call with people maybe somewhere else in the state, you've constantly got aides coming in saying, so-and-so is looking for you. So-and-so needs your signature. Can you do this? Can you meet with this guy? So I would say the real question is, can a mayor work remotely? And I would also say the answer is yes. However, the city charter doesn't address that. It just doesn't. Now, Steve Sabig made a very good point. He's about to say, I think he's next, right? Is he next? You said, let me see. Okay, so uh, uh, Steve Saber uh, made an excellent point. He said, when this charter was drafted, we had phones, we had faxes, we had conference phone calls. The city council, the city charter doesn't address being able to work remotely. And he's right. But Jessica just said, you heard her, that there's a way we can change the charter and add it into the charter if there's the will of this council to do that, but there isn't. So if the city council really wanted to do this right, they, they could have posted the meeting, had a, had, a, had a discussion about changing the charter, submitting a home rule petition to the state, and asking for an addition to the charter that says that in the... Only in the case where a mayor has some kind of physical illness or, med- or, or health problem that if they can continue doing the job from home or remotely, that they should be able to do that. And I would be okay with that as long as the work's getting done. If the work's getting done, like I own my own business. I, I hire a driver and they get in my car and I drive the route and I show them what they're supposed to do. If while they're out, they can find a better way to do it, go do it. Don't even ask me. Just go do it. And that's what Neil has been doing. That's what the mayor of Methuen has been doing, and he's been doing a good job. It kills me to say it, but it's true. He is doing a good job. I don't agree with all of his decisions. I don't like him as a person. But how do you take away from the job that he's doing? Look, I have people who work for me that I don't like. I've got one guy that's been working with me forever. And I really have no interest in socializing with this guy whatsoever. But every single month when the paper shows up at the warehouse, he shows up on time. He does his route well. I never get any complaints about him. Why would I get rid of that guy? Just because I don't like him? Well, that's what's wrong with America today. Everybody's making emotional decisions based on who they like and who they don't like. By the way, you don't see that in Lawrence. You get the mayor and the city council are at total war right now over the fire department. 
but you'd never know it because when you sat through that meeting on Tuesday night with the Lawrence City Council, they didn't behave that way. They didn't behave like petulant five-year-old children not getting their way. You didn't seem to be throwing temper tantrums, accusing people of their egos being too big, even if it's true. You just didn't see it. They treat it with the utmost... They, the, the politicians in Lawrence treat being an elected official like a privilege, like that they're privileged to be there. And they want to make sure that they treat everybody with respect because they want to be treated with respect. In Methuen, no one gives a shit. Everyone's throwing bombs at each other. Everybody's insulting each other. Everybody's talking over each other. Everyone's calling each other a liar. Here's what Steve Saber has to say about all this. And again, remember, even though he's right, he's still lying. Sorry, hon. This will be clip uh, four. No? Not here? Oh, God, we need that. <laughs> that's like the crux of the next 20 minutes. Well, let's go back and look for see, it. See if it's here? Clip number four. So the, the, the issue of the mayor and the city council being at war had nothing to do with Tom Duggan, did it? It had nothing to do with me. It had nothing to do with him coming on my show. It had nothing to do with him do, buying ads in the Valley Patriot or writing a column for the Valley Patriot. It had nothing to do with any of that stuff. It had to do with the fact that I was defending him. That's what it had to do with. Thank you, Councillor. There's Steve Saber. Councillor Saber. Sure, and I agree with my two fellow councillors. I have to say, uh, Mrs. Solicitor, I don't necessarily agree with your view on this. Um, there's, there, there has been email for the past 20 years. Uh, when this charter was written, there were phones, there were faxes. That's true. Uh, and... Um, it clarifies that if the mayor is unable, if he's not in his office, unable to do his job for three days. It's supposed to be a temporary act. It's not replacing the mayor. It's a temporary. But I don't, I don't agree. I think this should have happened long ago. I agree with Council Samad. We, we are not being updated. Uh, the reason why the mayor came out and uh, gave everybody the transparent um, uh, explanation of his health is because it was being talked about. It already came out. It was out. So it's easy to be transparent when it's already out. But as a council, I just feel this council has become extremely weak in general and dysfunctional to a very large part. And um, I just think it should have been dealt with. It should have been. But once again, we're left in the limbo here. You know, there was a time when we had to bring in an outside council because we just were not being led properly. Um, I just, I just don't like the situation we're in. Said, done, thank you. Oh, good. Said, done, thank you. So the city council is dysfunctional, according to Steve Saber. He's right about that. He's right about that. But why, though? Why are they dysfunctional? Wasn't Steve Saber council president like two years ago? It was the same council. You had the same infighting going on. You had the same dysfunction going on. In fact, it was almost worse. But he said something there, and of course, I don't know for sure one way or the other because I'm just watching like everyone else, and I don't have an in with the mayor's office anymore, not much of one anyway. And he said that like he didn't know, he had no idea that the mayor was, was upset. He, he was Ripley, so he could believe it. And when the mayor speaks in a couple of seconds, you're going to find out that that's not necessarily true. His, his um, uh, Nick DiZaglio on what he thinks about all this. However, it's sad that the optics of this is coming out based off the current status of our mayor. This is a failure at this council that we should have been doing this from day one. 
I want us to all recognize that. When we vote for chair, the appointment should have happened right after. I've been on this council for three years with three different chairs, and not once have we done it. So it's disappointing, though I don't disagree with everything that's been stated here, that the optics is this is coming out based off of the failure of this council appointing to something. So, uh, you know, for me, it's a catch-22 at this point. So the fact that I have utilized Zoom a few times because of my personal work life, it's been a, a huge gratitude for me to be able to do it, especially when I'm not in the city. And I'll blatantly say that I'm not on the city when I'm on Zoom. I'm traveling for work and business because this isn't my full-time job, but I do take the responsibility of this role very much serious. So to be here via Zoom, if that's the way I can do it, great. But how much of a hypocrite would I be here to say that gentleman over here can't do it? I, I'd be lost. But continuance of government's important. I don't know the mayor's health. That's not my business. It's his job as the executor to tell us his status. It's his chief of staff to inform us of that status. We need to hold that administration to that level. There's nine of us. Let's do it. Let's continue to do it. Let's bring up these questions. However, for us to sit here and say the optics is because that guy's in a bed right now with his wrist tied to his leg is just, it's just, it, we're just playing politics now. And we're wasting time. I think I have three minutes left. Mayor, your hand's up. I'll give it to you. Playing politics, wasting time, a weak council, a dysfunctional council, a failure of a, failure of a council. That's not Tom Duggan saying it. That's the councilors themselves saying it. They're saying that they are dysfunctional. They're saying that they're failures. They're saying that they're too political. They're saying that they're weak. Not to, Tom Duggan's been saying it for three years. No one wanted to listen. Tom was the problem. Tom was just ginning up stuff to write stories. Tom was picking on us. Here's Neil Perry. Here's what he has to say about all this. Wait, can we go a little bit over? Because we get a four-minute clip, and then we get two after that. No. All right. Let me just say this. So I, I've been more than friends about my health issues. Um, and I, I want to I go back to Council Saber and say, you called me. You called me when I was in the hospital. So if you just say the only reason I put a press statement out, I put a press statement out because this council deliberated uh, that I was incapable of doing the job. Right? You have it, your wherewithal the ability to do four years and anything you like to see my phone records, to see my meeting records, to see my attendance records, to talk to the department heads, to see if I'm doing the job. Because the charter doesn't say out of office for three days only. It says out of office for three days and incapable of performing the functions of the job. Right. So and. And. Go for you. Go wild. FOIA means public so records. I've been out of the office since the Friday of April 22nd. And the only time I took that I did not work was Friday, April 22nd, when I underwent the surgery to attach my hand to my hip. And I took sick day. And please go check that with the payroll records. I'll have the CAFO authorized to give you that information. You want to talk to my doctor? I'll have the doctor talk to you. I've been nothing but transparent with this council, and this is nothing other than pure politics. So let me just say this. I'm all in favor 
I could step out the door May 25th to come back to work or, or the day after May 25th and get hit by a bus. And so continuity of government is important. There always should be somebody designated who would take over in the, in the absence of the mayor. To do so around my health condition right now is nothing other than politics, and it's got nothing to do, counsel, with ego. I'm doing the job. You don't think I'm doing the job? You show me where I'm not doing the job. You tell me what parts of the job I'm not doing, right? Talk to the department heads, pull the FOIA records, pull the Zoom meetings, ask IT for my records, uh, because I can tell you that even the, the, the five plus days that I was in the hospital, the doctors and nurses were amazed at how much work I did, right? My heart is in the city of Methuen. I've done nothing other than in three years, cut my pay regularly and do my best to move this city forward. And it is a slap in the face for you to try to pull a political move like this to put somebody, and really what it comes down to is you, you've done the calculation and you don't think you can get the person you want right. to be the acting mayor. Right. They want, so he, they want to save designating an acting mayor. That's entirely up to the council. I leave it in your hands. Because like I said, God forbid, I feel fine. I could have a heart attack in three days. I, no one knows what the future brings. No one knows what the future brings for the members of this council. I could get hit by a bus uh, three days after I returned to City Hall. Continuity of government is important, so you should act on that every year. But it should not be framed around my health and your interpretation of the charter, because I disagree with your interpretation of the charter, and I agree with the solicitor. I have been performing the duties of the office faithfully and steadfastly every day that I've been elected. And I think the citizens understand that. And that's why I put that press statement out, because, frankly, you know, there was a letter sent to the editor that was tied to some of the folks there that, you know, questioned, again, whether I was good. And, and you know, my earlier point about returning the office, now they're that same group that supported another candidate is on the drumbeat of, you know, he's going to leave the office and he wants to pick his successor. I'm not leaving the office. I'm not finished what I started to do. And I have no intentions of leaving the office. I'm working each and every day. And you're welcome to FOIA anything of mine that you want. Phone records, computer records, emails, any of it. It shows regular work hours beyond an 8 to 4.30 schedule. And I'm happy to have IT provide that to you. Thank you, Mr. Zogville. Wow. Wow. You don't see that, Lawrence. You don't. But Neil Perry was on fire. And you know what? Good for him. Because he takes so much shit from these people for no reason. I mean, they just kick him for the sake of kicking him sometimes. And I know how tempting that can be when you don't like someone. But you're supposed to be above that. You're supposed to be elected officials. You're supposed to be the adults in the, in the community. You're supposed to be the town fathers. And yet, this is what they're doing. Now, we don't have time for any more clips. But after he said that, Mike Samad came back on and said, no, it is about ego. And then went after his ego again. And then Steve Saber went on a total rant, which I wish we had time for, which we don't. It's only about a minute long. And went on and on about how uh, the, the mayor wasn't telling the truth. And this is ridiculous. And then at the end of the day, Steve Saber voted no. Like, he went through all of this. They went through all of this, and he voted no. You know why he voted no? Because it wasn't him. 
He wanted to be the acting mayor. He wanted to step in and be acting mayor so that when he runs for mayor next year, he can say he was acting mayor. But it was DJ Beauregard. So him and all the people who campaigned against Neil Perry a few years ago, they all got together and they wanted it to be Steve Saber. And when they saw that it was going to be DJ Beauregard, they spread the rumor that Neil Perry was handpicking his replacement. And that's not the case at all. I can tell you for sure I've talked to a lot of those guys. It's just not the case. At the end of the day, Jessica voted no because of the, because of the, the shenanigans that were going on. And Steve Zabel voted no because he wanted it to be him. Wow. Is this what you guys voted for in Methuen? This is the change that you thought you were getting when you elected this council and this mayor? This, was suppo- this is almost like the Joe Biden thing. People voted for Joe Biden because they thought, okay, well, you know what? We're not going to have that idiot Trump anymore who tweets mean things. And now we got this guy in there that's just not doing the job. He was supposed to bring people together and everyone hates him. It's the, same, it's the same dynamic. You guys in Methuen voted because you wanted people who were going to put this petty political bullshit aside, stop jockeying for power, and just get up there and do what's best for the residents. And the residents at home didn't benefit anything from that circus on Monday night, not even a little bit. But I don't want to say I told you guys so, but I did tell you guys so. I told you guys on this show I told Neil Perry to his face when he was here. I told Mike Samad on the phone. I told DJ Beauregard on the phone. I told Nick DiZaglio on the phone. I told all of these guys. At the end of the day, here's where you are. And you got nobody to blame but yourself. All right, I guess we can ro- ro- roll up Melvin Taylor. I want to thank McLennan Real Estate, Matt and Sam and Janet and everybody over there. They also gave us money for our scholarships for the bash. And we love that. AFC Urgent Care, who also gave us $1,000 for the bash this year for scholarships. Marseille and Sun Construction, who also gave us $1,000 for our scholarships. EIS Investigation and Gun Training, $2,500 for our scholarships this year. Uh, Borelli's Deli, my good friend Don Smerglio. Tomo and Shaken Seafood. Uh, what else do you have? Lazy River Products and Drake It. Great cannabis. Sometimes uh, some of it's pre-rolled, too, so you have to roll your own stuff. And Sebastian House of Toys. Wow, what a meeting this week. I want to thank the Methuen City Council for never disappointing, for always acting immature and giving me material that I can do a full entire show on and still have material left over. Thank you, Chris. You did a great job today. Sorry we went a little over. I knew you said no, but we went over anyway. And Melvin Taylor says we got to go home. So go home already. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.